Be'ezes Hashem Yisbarech. We will continue in the Geres HaKodesh, the holy letters of the Balatanya, the eleventh letter, Simen Yeralef, which is known as Laskil Chabina, to enlighten a person with understanding. We are going into the idea of enlightenment, which ultimately speaking, the idea of Chabad, even the title, the name Chabad, which means Chachma bin Adas, is really the essence of this parak which is the understanding that enlightenment is Chabad. Chochma bin Adas. Knowledge, comprehension of that knowledge, holding on to that knowledge, and perceiving the knowledge, feeling the knowledge, becoming one with the knowledge, that is enlightenment. So when you have Chochma bin Adas, when you are able to see the light, when you're able to, pre- to, to comprehend it, to comprehend it, the deep, profound concept, and then when you feel it, when you perceive it, when it becomes yours, when it takes you over, that is the essence of enlightenment. Now the question is, what do you know when you have Chochmah bin Adas? Of course, we are not talking about the niche that you have in your business, where you get the concept for one second about how to make a million dollars or ten million dollars, and now you say in your mind that you have to do A, B, and C, and then das, you, you become one with it, and you see it as, as, as something you're going to do in the future, and then you do it. We're obviously talking about the real true Chabad, the real true Chokmah, which means the spark of, 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 of the concept. Becomes bina, germinates, becomes impregnated in, in my c- comprehension, in my thought process. And now I, I work out the details until it takes me over, until I have complete, complete feeling, complete das, complete, I become one with it. We are obviously talking about the enlightenment. We are, when we say lahaskil chabina, when we say to enlighten, we understand it, it means to say, to see with complete clarity. And when I see with complete clarity, then there's no more room. There's no more room for any error. Person sees what he's doing wrong. The person sees what he's doing wrong, and that's causing him tremendous pain. He instantly stops what he's doing wrong. He doesn't need time to figure it out. You're doing something wrong in business for many years. It's costing you who knows how much money. You stop it instantly. There's no choice. And what the Balatanya is saying over here is that enlightenment, essentially becoming a tzaddik, essentially becoming an enlightened person, starts in Chabad. It starts in your mind. And it is with that clarity, if you have that clarity, if you could see with absolute clarity, then you instantly change.
which is the essence of this paddock, the essence of what he's trying to say, is that I'm going to share with you the enlightenment, and now your job is to make that enlightenment real in your life. Not through struggle. Not through time. Not through inner work. But through meditation, through attention, through awareness, through being fully attentive to the truth. For giving your whole entire presence to the truth. And this is the first sentence that he starts out with, the enlightened with understanding, to let a person know that enlightenment means, ultimately speaking, if we have to rephrase the phrase that he's saying over here, because it's very poetic what he's saying, when he says that this is not the path that the light of God will dwell in my body, by having desires of the life of the flesh. Which he says the life of the flesh means health, wealth, and children. Because he says that Chazal explained that a person's will has to be nullified in front of Hashem's will. But as we explained in last year, this does not mean that a person has to work to nullify his will. He's not talking about that over here. He's talking about that just like a drop of milk, when it's dropped into a bathtub or into a sea, it becomes instantly disintegrated. So too, a person's will in front of God's will is instantly disintegrated. And automatically a person has no will at all. That is the beginning of enlightenment. The beginning of enlightenment is to realize that the fact that you have a will, you have a desire to become something better in the future, to have some type of success, that you have a desire that your ego is going to grow, you have a desire that you're going to make a lot of money, and you're going to arrive at a certain point in time, is the beginning of all that suffering. That is the opposite of enlightenment. That is the whole entire enlightenment. The whole entire enlightenment is to see the destruction of the average human being's perception of life. Where they live their whole entire life running after Chayim Basarim, the life of the flesh. Hoping that one day in the future, for one moment in time, they're going to become, they're going to reach somewhere, they're going to come, they're going to land somewhere. You have the life of your children, the life of your health, and the life of your wealth. What does that look for you? What does that look like to you? Did you ever think about it? Did you ever comprehend it? Did you ever meditate on it? What are you running after? Where are you running to? Where is a person running to his whole entire life? He's, if he's running after his sensuousness, if he's running after Chayim Basarim, he's running to a different, a moment in the future. The word Ra, 
the word ra, bad, evil, the word evil is the opposite of the word live. L-I-V-E, if you read it backwards, it's evil. The word ra, this word ra, yetzahara. Why is bad so bad? What does bad mean? Bad comes from the word brokenness. To break up time, to break up life. If a person is hoping for the future, he has anxiety, he has worry, he has fears. He doesn't know what's going to happen in the future. If a person is obsessed with the past, the whole entire day he wants to change what was in the past. Or he wants to recreate a better past for the future. Somewhere because where he feels his identity got ruined. But all of that is obsessions with one moment in time. But a person's whole entire life is running after this one moment in time. Whether it's a moment in the past or the moment in the future. And that's called Chayim Besar. And if a person meditates on this very deeply, he starts to see the beginning of enlightenment. He starts to see it with his own mind's eye. He's able to see that all you ever have in this world is the moment right now. Your whole entire life that you live is only now. Because the miracle of creation, the miracle of my neshama coming into my body, my soul coming deep into my body, animating my body, from beginning to end, everything from beginning to end. Meaning to say, everything is recreated from nothing to something. My thought, my speech, my eyes, my ears, my whole structure of my ishtashlus, my whole Adam, the whole entire person is a whole structure of ishtashlus. He is mirroring the divine. Everything comes into being from nothing to something at this moment, every single second. Comes the Balatanya. And he does something much different than the philosophers do. The philosophers said, be living the now. Live now. Because all you have to have is now. Comes the Balatanya in Shariqat Vamun and he says, not only all you ever have is now. God in his infinite wisdom is creating the world from something to nothing right now. And every single thing that you have in your life is only now. All of past is now. What you were all in the past is now. And what you will be in the future is now. Because the only thing is now. And this demands tremendous meditation. If you don't understand what I'm talking about, it's because you're not meditating on this. It's not something that you could get in a second. This is something that demands tremendous attention. The Balatanya is not talking about work over here. He's not talking about inner work that a person has to nullify. He's talking about making this concept real in your life. And I said last year that the Lubavitcher Rebbe, when he repeated this, he used the word, because he said, you must make this your obsession. You must see the newness of life every single moment, or else you're going to live in the trap of the old, and the future, being a better time. All the while, you will miss the presence of this world right now. You will miss what there is in this world, which is only now. 
So if a person lives his whole entire life, hoping for a better moment that's going to come in the future, every moment of his life will be thinking about a better moment that's going to be in the future. So he will be trapped by ra, by bad. Why bad? Bad means breaking up. Bad means to break up life. To stop one moment in time. But the, the miracle of life happens this moment right now. Every single thing that happens in this moment right now is a paradox. It's a, it's a, it's a, it includes an opposite. My heart pumps in and out. My lungs breathe in and out. My eyes open and, my, and I close. Every single thing in life is in and out. To leave go of the previous moment and bring in the new moment. Leave go of the previous moment and bring in the new moment. Why? So I should be able to be new all the time. But if a person is completely unaware of how Hashem and His infinite wisdom is creating you right this moment, how is He ever going to give significance to this moment? How is He ever going to come deep into His body? So the Balatanya explains in the Save My Maram Kitsaram that a person most of his life is deeply trapped in his mind. Who is a person? A person is his neshama. His neshama is beyond his mind and beyond his heart. His neshama is a part of God. It's beyond anything you could grasp, you could hold on to. And his neshama has came into this body to use the mind and to use the heart and to use his whole entire body to discover God. But he's too busy with his body, with his mind. His soul is sucked into his mind and trapped in his mind and trapped in his heart. And that's called Gullus. Say we're 2,000 years in Gullus. What does that look like? What does that mean to you? What does that mean that we're in Gullus? Says the Balatanya, Gullus means Gullus Ashkina. It means that you were born in Gullus. Do you know what it means? You were born in exile. It's like the Mithila Rebbe says that there was one time a family, they were found in a cave, and they were there for hundreds of years. And the kids knew that the opening of the cave, which was 200 feet up, above from where they were, the opening of the cave was with a light that came in. They knew, the little kids knew that they cannot approach the light of that cave, because that's where you become blind. So they took light and they turned it into darkness. For 200 years, 300 years, who knows how long they were in that cave. They lived their whole entire life in darkness. And tiny glimmers of light is what kept them being able to see. But they knew that they cannot get too close to the, to the opening of that cave because that's going to make them blind. That's called Samim Choyshech Le'ar, you turn darkness into light. That's the light. They wished if they would only know that if you climb up that ladder, if you could get up to that hole, if you could come, you see a whole world of life. You're living in a little cave, in a little dungeon. You grew up over there. Comes the Balatanya and he explains, this is Golas. What does it mean we were brought up in Golas? Golas means that we are not aware of the core of our identity. The core of our identity has nothing to do with our minds, nothing to do with our hearts. If you're not using your mind and heart, and if you're not putting it away, when the time is not necessary to use it, then you're being trapped by the mind and the heart. You're pushing, having golos hashchina. That's what golos looks like. Golos means that you're not aware of your identity. You're not aware 
of who your, your, true, your true meaning, your true core. The true core of a person is his soul. Not his body, not his mind, not his heart. He came into this world to use the mind to discover God through learning Torah. To use the heart to discover another person, which means the infinity of another person. To see another person through his heart. He came into this world to develop a sense of self, high and besought him to have an animal, to be able to use that self to discover something beyond himself. The word ecstasy means to go out of yourself. You have to have a self to be able to go out of yourself. But to obsess of yourself, to live your whole life obsessing about yourself, the story you tell yourself about yourself, which is insanity. It's a complete insanity that a person does. And to live his whole life like that, with a whole story he's telling himself about himself, a little miniature image of himself, when his soul is incomparably bigger than the story he tells himself about himself. His soul has no name. Doesn't have that little name that he names himself, or that someone named him, and some type of thing that he's breaking out of. His soul is much more beyond that. His soul is something that's infinite. And a person's soul is coming to his body every single moment, from something to nothing, every moment. But a person is totally unaware of this. Because he's so more obsessed with one moment in the future. And he's so, more, so obsessed with one moment in the past. All the while missing what is right now. And in Matan Torah, the Ebesha gave us the gift of Torah and Mitzvahs. Which the gift of Torah and Mitzvahs is the, the gift of discovering Hashem at this moment now. And we experience all of this in our own life through our chuppah. And our chuppah was the discovery that husband and wife are one. And everything led up to the chuppah. And everything after the chuppah is the integration of that oneness, of that unity. But most people, 99% of people, live their whole entire life forgetting about their chuppah. And they feel somehow their spouse is going to complete them. When they pledged at the moment of their chuppah, the moment of their, of their kiddushin, the moment that they made those blessings of sanctification, that they were going to hold their spouse in love, unattached love, unconditional love. They were going to give them unconditional love. And they were going to live their life every single day as if they were in their wedding. And their seven days, their shivas abinion, their seven days, their week starts at the day of their chuppah. And it ends exactly a week from the chuppah. And then every single week again, you reenact your life. And if you looked at a real enlightened person, a real tzaddik, he lives his whole life as if he's in the Sheva Brachas. There was a non-Jewish lady who worked for the Lubavitcher Rebbe where they asked her what it was like to work in the Rebbe's house. She said that the whole entire life, the whole entire week, she thought that this was a newly married couple. They asked the Lubavitcher Rebbe, how did he call his wife? What was his wife's name? Her name was Chaya Mushka. Did he call her Chaya? Did he call her Musya? Did he call her Mushka? And the, the Maskiris who worked in the Rebbe's house for 30 years said they never heard the Rebbe once call his wife. If he needed to meet her, he went to the room where she was. Because she was not a name to him. She was not an image. 
Every moment was so precious, everything was so new. So anytime he needed to meet his wife, he met her fully. Because the only moment that ever existed was this moment right now. And to understand this for one moment is to realize that you can never have an argument with a person. If you meet the person the way they are right now, if you see the person in front of you the way they are right now, the whole past of the person disappears. The whole future of the person disappears. And the godly soul that is right over there, in that person, is the only thing that you have. And in the face of that, the whole past disintegrates. Everything disappears. And in order to be enlightened, we must have the enlightenment of our mind. We could go our whole life and we not know about this. That the Chiddush of the Baal Shem Tev and the Chiddush of the Balatanya and Sha'arich of the is that Hashem is creating the world from nothing to something every single moment. So there is zero to hold on to. There's zero hopes for a better future. There's zero obsession with the past because there is nothing. In the face of what we have right now, there is no, nothing. Everything is obliterated. And there's moments in time that you discover this. But then the Balatanya says, with this peric, he demands you to make it real in your life. Even for one moment, even for five minutes, even for an hour. Meditate in this in the depth of your consciousness and you instantly become a tzaddik. Even for that one moment, you don't become a bainani. You're not talking about an in-betweener, you're not struggling. If you understand this concept, you're not trapped in your mind. You're sitting in shul, all of a sudden somebody starts to make noise. A tremendous irritation. Is the irritation the translation, your mind, what you're giving to that noise? Or is the irritation the noise? The noise has nothing to do with you, it would never bother you. If you're fully present, you're fully aware, it wouldn't bother you at all. But it's your irritation that you're creating with your mind. It's your interpretation that's getting you angry. A person says something to you. You don't like what the person said. But if you realize that now is all you ever have, you end it instantly. The whole point of why now is only now, and the past moment ends, is so you can end all of that negativity. Because anything that's not alive is in the past. And it has to stay in the past. You end the past. The past is something that's over with. You can never go back in the past. But if you're deeply rooted in your mind, you're deeply trapped in your mind, you're always going back to the past. But if you're fully alive in the face of what is right now, do you have a choice to go to the past? Is it even a choice? That's why the Holy Kabbalist said, when you become enlightened, there's zero choice. True freedom means that you have no choice at all. What do you mean you have choice? Choice to wither away your life, to scatter your life, to make a pettiness out of your life? The truly enlightened people have zero choice. Most people misunderstand the Chir Chafshis. Chafshis, what does it mean to be free choice? Free choice, I can pick this orange or that orange. That means free choice. That means, that, that means you're playing the lottery. You're, you're doing any, mini mini mo. Real choice means to be fully aware. In the face of fully aware, am I going to choose the future or the past? Or am I going to choose what I have right now? And what I have right now has any sense of the past? Is, is there any death? Is there anything old in what I have right this moment? Is there anything old? So if I'm talking about the past, or I'm talking about the future, that means I'm not aware of what I have right now. Because what I have right now is the Abish creating the world from something to nothing right now. And anything good of the past is who I am right now. So anything good that was alive, anything true, anything godly, 
any single thing that was true will be constantly alive now because it's beyond time. It's infinite. It's part of my soul. And my soul is beyond time. So the essence of what the Balatanya is trying to teach us over here is That the beginning of enlightenment is to recognize that my soul must be present in my body. But my soul can never be present in my body if I'm running after sensual pleasures, if I'm running after hopes of a better future, if I'm trapped, deeply trapped in my mind, deeply trapped in my heart. That's what means Chayim Basara. means the life that my own mind and heart take over, my own ego, which is a moment, a moment of life. Which means ultimately speaking that in the face of death, I become fully alive. And that's why, that's why we spent so many shurim explaining this. Because in the last day of my life, I'll be highly in tune with this. There will be no choice at all to leave go for tomorrow. Because I don't have a hope for tomorrow. There will be no choice at all to think about the past and regret for the past. Because in the face of the light and the newness of life right now, which is the miracle of creation, in front of that face, everything doesn't matter. Nothing matters. And what the Lubavitcher Rebbe said when he used to repeat this, he said, this is your job. This is the work. To be obsessed with seeing how the world is brand new every moment. And when you find yourself fleeting into the past, when you hope, when you have worries and anxiety or obsessions and regret, that means you're not here. If you're getting offended by somebody who did something to you, no matter what it is, and you're bringing it up, it means you're not here right now. Because it's not the same person. You're not the same person, they're not the same person. You're a brand new person. And if you're trying to hold on to anything, even enlightenment, you're not enlightened. Because Yishkun Eir Hashem, the presence of the soul, the presence of Hashem, Yishkun means presence. But Yishkun means perpetual, constantly. Yishkun Eir Hashem means it has to be constant. And constant means it has to be light. Constant means that you're not holding on to it. It's not Chaim Sodom. Your, your flesh didn't trap it. Your heart didn't trap it for one moment. It means it's a constant thing. Constant newness of the moment right now. Constant recognition that Hashem is creating the world right now for me to discover Hashem. That is the ultimate person. Yishkan Oyer Hashem means the light of Hashem. It means that this moment right now I have to discover my godly nature, my infinity. The infinity of the other person across from me. And in every area, that is the point of Torah Mitzvahs. To be able to have Yishkin Hashem, to be able to be fully present and not miss the purpose of your life. And that's the beginning of enlightenment. When we start to see this, we start to have a whole different idea of life. And when you start to look through these glasses, all of a sudden you see how enlightenment changes everything. It's the same world, the same everything. But it's being created from nothing to something every moment by God. Did I ever think about that? Did I ever know that? Can you know something that's brand new? How could you know it? You can never know. Do I know my spouse? If you know your spouse, then you don't know who your spouse is. You can never know your spouse. The knowledge is the old. I know the Torah. I know this Vart. I heard this. It reminds me. This is brand new. Everything's brand new. Where's the accumulation? Life is about Yishkoid. It's a new knowledge, new things. Old is is the ego, is the past, is, is something that doesn't exist. And this is the beginning of enlightenment. This is the beginning of what he's saying is Yishkun Hashem. That a person has to realize that the world is being created from something to nothing. And this is what the Balatani is about to explain. That this idea that my will, everything should disappear. All my hopes and aspirations should disappear. How could I make that real in my life? By the knowledge that Hashem is creating the world from something to nothing. And there has to be zero accumulation. 
And that's an obsession. That has to become your obsession. And when it comes to your obsession, you become enlightened. You start at the beginning of enlightenment. 